Losing weight to gain control. Welcome to today's episode of the Losing Weight to Gain Control podcast. This is Gwen Alexander, your host. This is a podcast I started about how I lost 70 pounds and the actions that I take to keep it off. Now, it's been a few months since the last time I posted a new episode. It wasn't I forgot about podcasting or or wanting to encourage all of you that listen. I've had several of you reach out to me about how the podcast has helped you. But there were some health issues a few months ago that hap- that I had that I needed to take care of. Actually, I had a, some issue, these issues had been going on pretty much the whole year and actually maybe a little bit before that. Some of the issues that I had were I would have really achy joints. It would be so bad sometimes that I could barely walk and it was hard trying not to look like I was in pain while I was walking. It got to the point where I could barely walk upstairs. I had to take the elevator sometimes just just to get to the floor I needed and it, it, I couldn't even walk up one flight of stairs as I used to run up these flights of stairs and that was really getting to me. Sometimes my my wrist would hurt so bad that I couldn't put any weight on it. I re- I literally couldn't pick up anything. Sometimes my knees hurt so bad that I could barely get out of a chair. And one time my ankle was hurting so bad I thought I really had broken something. So I went to the emergency room just to get that checked. Another issue that I had was extreme fatigue. I don't just mean, hey, I'm a little tired. I mean the kind of fatigue where I would sleep for 10 hours, wake up, and then only maybe stay up an hour, if even two hours, and feel like I had to go back to bed again just to get some more rest. And then that started getting into where I was having to let some things go because I needed my rest, or I, I felt that was the only way I could function. Another thing that I had was I would feel like I had these low-grade fevers sometimes. I would take ibuprofen to help with the achy joints, and but then I noticed that, hey, it felt like I'm, I'm getting uh, like a fever going down. And that, that would kind of where that feeling that you felt sick all the time, and so you would feel tired, and you wouldn't feel like doing anything. And then I would have where I just couldn't, felt like I couldn't think straight. I love sticky notes anyway and note cards, but I was having to write a lot more of them to to help to remind me of things I needed to do or just to help me get motivated to even do things I never really had to think much about before. And that's just a few of the things that I was dealing with. And then when I would try to exercise, it would make the achy joints worse if I was having a good day or, you know, it would it was just hard to to exercise when my knees hurt, my feet hurt, or my my wrists were hurting so bad I couldn't barely pick up, you know, a weight. And this was so different because I had been able to do all these things before. It was getting to the point where I was about to go to the doctor and say, hey, something's not right here. Um, When something else happened, a few weeks, or about a week before my 41st birthday, I had pneumonia. Yay. And then I also had a fever during that time where I was um, going back and forth between 100, 102 degrees. And so that wasn't helping. And then it took three days for that fever to break. So there was nothing, no kind of exercise or anything happening during this time. And then after I thought I was over this, then I started getting these pains when I would breathe. 
um, in my back. So I couldn't really take a deep breath. And I thought, what in the world is going on? You know, this, this just isn't right. And then after I kind of was getting over that, I would have these fits where I would cough. But when I would cough, I couldn't breathe after because of the way my throat was closing up. So that was scary. And that involved, I think, I didn't, ended up in the emergency rooms about th- maybe two, three times with that where I, it was just like, I, I can't breathe and I couldn't, couldn't catch a deep breath. And then I would, I would tell them about the pains I was having, but they were more concerned about trying to get me to where I could breathe better. And then once I thought I was over that episode, it, it was still kind of hard because I couldn't sleep laying down. I had to sleep actually sitting up in a chair and I did that for about two months. Um, because every time I tried to lay down, I, I couldn't breathe correctly, or I would uh, wake up coughing and then have these fits again where I couldn't breathe. So that was particularly scary. And then after that, <laughs> you know, like I said, lots of health problems. This all started within a that year. After that, I ended up in the emergency room with the pains where I couldn't deep breathe. And then finally, I was admitted to the hospital that time. And what they, what the final diagnosis after that first hospital visit was, you have lupus. Now, I don't know if you have immune disease. And what that means is my body pretty much attacks itself. So this episode I was having was involved with that. And I had lots of blood work done. And then the doctor started asking me about some of my symptoms. You know, have you had this and this and this? And I had pretty much everything that he asked me. And one other thing that I had was weird, and I don't know if this was part of the lupus, was I had no appetite. Now, you might say, oh, that's awesome. You have no appetite, so you won't eat. But it didn't feel right. It wasn't something that you want to feel. So my eating was very sporadic. Um, At times, it wasn't the best because it was like, I, I just need to eat something. I tried to stick to my plan as best as possible, but like I said, I just had no appetite. So I don't know if that was something I haven't heard if that's something other lupus people who have lupus um, have had. But after my diagnosis with that, you know, I had been at the hospital about a week trying to wrap my head around. I have um, this, I I guess you call it disease that really has no cure. Uh, What you do is they call these flare ups when you have bouts of pain or where it seems like you have all these symptoms. And um, so my goal was just to try not to have any more flare-ups. So there were medication, you know, they had me on to try and uh, keep my symptoms at bay that I had, which doesn't mean I have to be on them forever, but at least for now to, so I could function. Well, I went home, you know, trying to to heal and uh, noticed that things, they were kind of better, but not the best. I was having lots of trouble still breathing. I would have to... When I would get up from a chair, it felt like I just took too much effort to even go from the chair to get to the bathroom and back to the chair again, because during this time, I was pretty much just sitting all day, just trying to recover. And then a week after that first hospital visit, I was in the hospital once again with uh, other problems. And luckily, they were able to figure this one out quicker. Um, What it was is I had a blood clot in one lung. I had fluid buildup in the other lung. And then I had fluid around my heart. So needless to say, I was very tired. And the last thing on my mind at that point was trying to watch what I was eating, trying to get exercise. The thing that was going through my mind is I just want to live right now. 
So they started me on medication for the blood clot. Um, they <laughs> removed the fluid from my lung. That's something maybe I'll talk about in another episode, but that's not something I would want to go through again. And then they gave me something for the fluid around my heart. And I could tell when it started working because I started being able to breathe and move. I mean, my main goal that second time in the hospital was just to walk from my hospital bed around the corner and then back to my bed again. And that was a major achievement. And to do that while I could still breathe. Then once I got out of the hospital from that second hospital stay, it was about um, the week before Thanksgiving here in the United States, which is a holiday for us. And I went to my doctor for a checkup and I was like, I need at least another week before I try to go back to work or before I try to do anything. So for about another week, all I did was kind of sit. I mean, I would try to get up more and move and, and try to see where I was because, you know, I had to get out and function again. So the whole month of December was me just trying to get my body back to a routine, trying to get my appetite back, trying to figure out the medications I was taking and when I was supposed to take them and and um, which ones they said to discontinue and um, just, like I said, trying to get a routine back. When I got out of the hospital the first time, you know, I was talking about no appetite. I literally hardly ate anything because I was so nauseous. And when I got home, the goal the first day was just my, well, the only thing I ate that day was some crackers and an egg. And the goal was just to keep that down. That, that was it. And the next day I ate pretty much the same thing. Um, but added like an actual little bit of a meal. So this has been a very slow process to where I feel like I've been eating about, I guess you could say close to normal started about um, mid January. So it's been quite a battle with getting everything kind of back together again in my life. Now, I'm not saying that I'm, I'm where I want to be, but I'm further along than I thought I would be when I was in the hospital that second time with the blood clot and the fluid uh, everywhere. All of that to say, sometimes life will give you lemons. You maybe heard the term, when life give you, gives you lemons, you should make lemonade. Well, what I wanted to do was take the lemons and throw them back at life because I was so tired at that point and I just wanted to just sit down and just rest a moment, which I did get that opportunity, but eventually you have to get into life. Now, some of you, I'm sure, have had things hit you in life that you weren't expecting or maybe you were expecting, but it maybe was harder for you to deal with it. And just think if you have children or you have uh family members that you're taking care of. Maybe your job has, you're going through a stressful time in your job where you have a project that's maybe taking more time. And so it's, it's really stressing you out and affecting the, the other aspects of your life. We all get that. It's called life. I've talked about that in other episodes. That's one thing I always try to tell someone. I don't tell you, follow this plan and follow this plan. I try to make it to where what you do can fit almost anybody. It's, you know, like the general found basic foundation, but you need to have a plan that will change with your life. It needs to be something that's flexible enough to change with your life. You know, during the last year, especially the, from about August to December, I could barely move. I mean, I wasn't doing much physical activity. So what do you do if you can't move a lot? I've talked about that. And I think it was an episode I did about 
do you have to exercise to lose weight? I mean, I know there are some of you that you can't move. I've had some of you reach out to me and say, I've had surgery. I had another friend that stopped me when I said, hey, I'm getting back into exercise again. She can't do that right now because she had some kind of surgery. Um, I don't remember if she said it was on her foot or what she had, but it was something where she, her doctor has instructed her to you know, take the time to heal. And that's one thing I always tell you is listen to your doctor, and that's what I've been trying to do so my, my healing process can hopefully go faster if you know, I don't want to hinder it. But whatever plan that you're doing, you need to make sure it's you know, like the rubber band. It'll go and stretch with you and come back. So one of the things when I finally, finally kind of settled down was, okay, what can I do? I feel like I'm starting over again. You know, it's been almost, I think, six or seven years for me now. I've been logging what I eat, trying to make, you know, better decisions, trying to not emotionally eat, which came up during this time because, you know, say get a major diagnosis like that's like, whoa, I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around this. So I did go through some emotional eating aspects, but luckily it wasn't a lot because I, well, wasn't a lot because I still had no appetite, but there were times when I would eat something. I said, I just ate that because I was thinking about what I'm going through right now. So how do you start over after you had already been going kind of through this already? And the thing I thought is you, you do what you've been doing. It's just, you might have to concentrate on not everything at once. You know, you don't get everything right the first day. One of the things we're on the end of January, it's just like the almost end of January, and everybody makes resolutions and they think by day number three, they're going to have whatever they're trying to get under control. I'm sorry to tell you, it takes a little bit to, to do some of that. You know how they say it takes so many days to make a habit a habit. Well, I must be a slow learner because sometimes it takes me a few months in order to make something a habit. But one of the things I've learned is when I take the time to master whatever that one thing is, it's there. I mean, it's there. And so what I want to share with you today are four points that during this time, when I finally kind of started getting back on track, what I've learned and what I need to concentrate on so I can be successful and hopefully get back to where I was when before I got sick. The first thing I had to remind myself, and you need to remember, is Keep it simple. Don't try to do everything at one time. Now, like I said, I had been logging my food. I've been planning my exercises and doing those. I'm trying, you know, deal with my issues so I don't eat my feelings. But uh, I can't concentrate on everything. Like I said, I was getting back to work, um, trying to wrap my head around my diagnosis. And then another thing I was dealing with is I had retained so much fluid, my shoes couldn't fit anymore. So I was trying to get that under control. You know, my main goal first was just to figure out, okay, where, where am I? What can I do right now to make myself feel like, okay, I'm going in the direction I need to, to lose weight or to keep it off. I did gain a few pounds when I was up in the hospital. Luckily, it's not something, some, a lot of it was fluid. Whew. Uh, once the fluid came off, the weight seemed to come off, which was nice. I was able to get my legs down. Like um, my shoes, I had to go out and buy shoes that were a, two sizes larger than what I usually use. And luckily, <laughs> after a few months, I am back in my regular shoes now, yay, since that happened. But because of that, I couldn't do much physical activity. So I knew Right now, I can't concentrate on exercise because I can barely move, um, and I'm in still in a little pain. 
um, I guess I can try to concentrate on my food, you know, getting back into logging. Um, so that was the first thing I kind of tried to do was start logging my food again. And, and I'm still working on getting that back consistently, but I'm doing better. Each week has been better. But this January, the other thing I tried to do was start incorporating exercise back into my routine. Now, I listened to my doctor. I talked to him about it um, before I tried again to you know, tell him this is what I used to do. I know I can't do this right now. And he recommended light cardio you know, or, or exercises. So I started doing only 15 minutes for one week. All I did was 15 minutes of pretty much like an indoor walking routine. I thought I can do that. Keep it simple. You know, I wasn't trying to do any weird hit exercises or kickboxing. He actually said, no kickboxing for right now while I'm trying to recover. And so you need to remember to keep it simple. You know, maybe the only thing you could do right now, keeping it simple, might be you take 15 minutes to sit and think about what do I need to do today? You know, whether that is plan a meal or, you know, get the kids to wherever they have to go or maybe even at work, you know, the one thing that you need to get done. Trying to concentrate on several things at one time will just make you go mentally, uh, just exhaust you. But if you can concentrate on just, you know, one thing that will help you to feel like a success. And that actually is number two. Pick one thing to concentrate on for the next 30 days. You may say, wow, Coach Gwen, 30 days? You know, I just want to pick one thing for the next seven and then move on. But think about it. If you don't take the time to try and master what it is that you're trying to do, it probably won't stick. And if you pick one thing that you concentrate on, then you probably it'll help you maybe not to feel as stressed out. You know, me picking one month just to get my food back, you know, logging under control, and then waiting uh, the next month to do the exercise made me feel like, okay, I've got the one thing. Okay, now let's add the next one. It's kind of like cooking a recipe. Most, most recipes, you don't just add all ingredients at once. You know, like everything, every 10, all 10 of them or however many. You know, it, it tells you sometimes, okay, you add the sugar now. You add the egg now. You know, then you wait to add the flour or whatever else. Think of, think of your life that way as a recipe. You have to put the one thing in and get it prepared so when the next ingredient goes in, that it mixes well and you'll have a great tasting, let's say you're making a cake. So number one was to keep it simple. Number two was to pick one thing and concentrate on, on it for the next 30 days. And the third thing I want you to remember, and this is what I've been revisiting, is remember your why. Why are you doing this? I asked myself, I still today, I was asking myself that, why am I even trying? I was, uh, I'm up to 30 minutes on my exercises now. And um, Thursday, when I was doing my exercise routine, I was like, why am I doing this? You know, I, I was still kind of achy with my joints, but I could move. And I thought, do you really need to be doing this? And then I started remembering the reasons why I started. You know, and I actually started to cry a little bit. It was remembering, you know, the, the times that I just didn't like myself because I knew I was eating certain foods just to feel better. Um, I, you know, I remember the first time I did a 5K. Yeah, I usually walk them. I don't run them. But I, I was, I remember the first time I did that and I was so proud of myself. You know, I, I keep all my, my bibs that they give you, the race bib number. I keep any little medals or ribbons just so I could remind myself that this is something the old Gwen wouldn't have done. You know, in my book, Losing Weight to Gain Control, 
loving your weight, main, your weight maintenance journey, I talked about my why before was pantyhose. You know, every time I put those pantyhose on, the size I was trying to get into, I remember that at, that at one time was my why. My why now is because I, I don't know, it's, I'm still trying to kind of figure it out. I'll, I'll be honest. You know, I don't, it's not the pantyhose anymore. It's not doing the 5Ks. It's, and, and you know, like I said, I'm still kind of figuring out what's my why now. You know, part of it is I want to feel better. You know, I don't want to have any more flare-ups, but for me, that's not something that I, that I'm, I'm I guess I'm using it as my why. And some of it, I think too, because I'm one of those people is I don't want it to win. I, you know, I want to show it that I have control over this. Now, there's times when no, I may, you know, and there's times when you'll have it where the food will win, it seems, or the, you know, I don't want to exercise today will win, or I don't want to eat the fruit, I want the cookie. You know, you don't beat yourself up about it. But the thing is, you, when you remember why you're doing it, you have a better chance of not choosing the food we consider bad food, or maybe the food that's not the best for you. I don't like the label foods bad or good. Or that you'll do the exercise, not just because it's like, I don't want to. You know, you'll do it because you know this is getting you closer to your goal. You know, maybe it is you want to be around longer to see your kids and grandkids uh, grow up and, you know, graduate from college. Maybe it's you want to be physically fit so you can travel more. You know, it's hard to travel if you can't move too well. I'm not saying that they don't help you, but it just, you know, I've, I've had it before where I've, I've had to have some help and I'm glad for the help. But it is nice when you can navigate all the, you know, everything by yourself. So number three, you need to remember your why. Revisit that or come up with a new why. And the last one, number four, that I've had to remind myself is be patient with yourself. You know, if you've been a few months without exercising, don't expect that, let's say it was, I don't know, six months since the last time you did something uh, more extraneous exercise. Don't expect to be able to do that as well as you used to. It's going to take you time to build up to that again. Maybe you used to cook all your meals, but maybe now, you know, it's time to where, you know, you have a more demanding job or you have, um, maybe you're taking care of a family member. Maybe you've had a health issue to where it's like, okay, I can't do like I used to do. You know, um, I'm going to have to find maybe a different way where somebody else ha- might have to cook for you for a while, or maybe you might have to try and do slow cooker. I love my slow cooker uh, meals to where it makes several so you don't have to cook uh, for a few days. You know, you have to be patient with yourself as you're trying to figure out what what I'm trying to do right now is my new normal. You know, what's Coach Gwen's new normal now that, she, you know, there's certain things right now I can't do and trying to figure out what maybe might cause a flare up, you know, in my body. Uh, this past week, I noticed that my knees were hurting a little more. And then the last two days, my, one of my wrists was hurting so bad I couldn't pick anything up. And uh, so I was like, okay, what do I do? You know, when the knees were hurting bad, I did decide not to exercise that one day because it hurt. And then um, when my wrist was hurting, I thought, well, I can walk. My other joints aren't hurting. So walking isn't that bad. You know, I had to be patient with myself because I had planned on doing this other exercise. Well, based on the way my body was responding that day, it wasn't going to happen. So instead of beating myself up mentally saying, now look at that, you can't do this and you used to be able to do this. It's like, okay, I can't do this right now. One day, you know, I may be able to do that type of exercise, but it's just not right now. So let's find something else to do. Be patient with yourself. 
as you go through this. Don't beat yourself up. Don't say how stupid you are or for maybe letting yourself get to this point. You know, don't say, well, maybe if I'd done this differently, maybe, you know, I wouldn't be at this point. You, it, that won't change what the situation is. So just look at where you're at now and make the plans that you need in order to get successfully to where you want to go. So to recap all those, number one, keep it simple. Number two, pick one thing to concentrate on for the next 30 days. Number three, remember your why. And number four, be patient with yourself. I always like to leave leave up each episode with a quote. And today, the best quote that I can think of is, remember, in the journey, there's many starts and stops along the way. But don't forget to enjoy the scenery while you are on your journey. Have an awesome week. The information in this podcast is for informational purposes only. I'm not a medical professional. You should consult with your doctor or medical professional before beginning any weight loss or exercise program. 